Hi, this is Cameron. And I'm Jorge Luis. Today we have the chaplain from the Chapel of the Cross in Chapel Hill, the Episcopal Campus Ministry there. We have a team on the ground. Let's hear about their incredible adventures here in Ecuador and start now. Hopecast. Learning about the life and mission of education equals hope. Welcome to the Education Equals Hope Hopecast. I am Cameron Graham Vivanco. And I am Jorge Luis Rodriguez. And I forgot I was introducing myself. I'm the co-founder of Education Equals Hope and the director of the program here in Ecuador. <laughs> and I am the coordinator of teams and training for Equals H in Ecuador as well. As you know, and if you can say it with me, please do. Education Equals Hope exists to provide for the education of those in desperate and difficult situations. And the main purpose for this podcast is to keep you, our dear listeners, supporters, partners in ministry, friends, and everyone interested in Equals H about the life and mission and every activity that we have um, with Equals H in Ecuador. Indeed. We want to keep you informed. And it's March. We couldn't do any of this ministry without you, and it's March 2022, and we have a team on the ground. Woo! Finally. It's been two years since yeah. we've had a student team. A student team. We had a vision team and a counseling team on October 2021, uh, true, right? True story. And But this is the first student team that we've had since 2020. So We're exciting. very, 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 very excited and thankful to have here with us. Um, the Reverend Mary, the Reverend Mary Cat. Cat Young. <laughs> Hi, Mary Cat. Hello. Thanks well, for being with us. It is a joy to be with you both. It has been a long time coming. Mm -hmm. And we're in the studio in, in Roberto's awesome studio. And you get to be here <laughs> and I can reach across the table and touch you. It's pretty amazing. Um, so, okay, Jorge's going to direct some questions. <laughs> <laughs> As we always talk in this podcast, one of the most important things in ministry and in life, of course, are relationships and the connections that we have with people um, in a way speak of who we are and also brings us to the point that we are right now. So can you please, Mary Cat, introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about um, yourself and your ministry. And of course, tell us what is the connection that you've had with E equals H. Absolutely. Um, so my name is Mary Cat Young. I serve as the Associate Rector for University Ministry at the Chapel of the Cross in, in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. <laughs> Go Tar Heels! In the Diocese of North Carolina. Tar! Heel! Tar! Heel! <laughs> we got it down. Um, that from a Sewanee grad. Kind of amazing. I know. Well, <laughs> it is my hometown. It is my home it's parish. It's the hometown parish for Cameron Vivanco Graham. Um, so I've been serving as a priest in the parish and as the um, coordinator of, or it's the chaplain to our Episcopal Campus Ministry, ECM, since 2019. So there was a short window of in-person time with uh, the Chapel of the Cross prior to the 2020 March sort of pandemic shutdowns. Mm -hmm. um, so I did have some time to get to know the congregation um, who I had known about for a long time and a ministry I'd known about for a long time because my husband is a Tar Heel. Oh. Um, and so we had always wondered if, gosh, wouldn't it be cool if me and my desire and my love for uh, Episcopal campus ministry could land us in particular, but in a place like Chapel Hill. And we landed there in 2019, yes. which was fantastic. Um, and then we had, you know, a season of, we have had this season of pandemic, um, but there were 
many things that made it really clear that this was the time Mm -hmm. to bring students to Ecuador. Mm -hmm. And we'll probably talk some more about that. In, mm-hmm. Prior to Chapel Hill, I've been in campus ministry in the Diocese of Upper South Carolina, mm-hmm. where I Wee-wee! lived in Rock Hill and served at Winthrop University for five years, and um, NYU in the Diocese of New York for eight years. So I've been doing campus ministry as a, an Episcopal priest for about 15 years. And what's really fun is the Episcopal Church is like, there are only 19 of us. No, well. no, no they're, they're <laughs> we thousands. all know each other. <laughs> but you do. I mean, it's a small, it's a small denomination, relatively speaking. Yeah. And um, I've known of, well, I knew of Mary Cat for a long time, and then she picked Roberto and I up from the airport. Um, wow. And that was the first time we actually got to meet her. This is years ago because we didn't have kids. I think we were coming up for a happening or we were coming up for something. And Mary Cat picked us up and she took us to Sonic and it was the at. That changed my husband's life. Aww. <laughs> Neither one of us had ever been to Sonic. Sonic kind of happened after I left the country. Oh. And so whenever I came back, it wasn't like, oh, let's go to Sonic until Mary Cat took us there. And Rich was like, oh, this is great. If you want yellow food. There are always new experiences to be had, even in the States. Amen. Amen. So Can really I fun. ask, what is Sonic? Oh. <laughs> Sonic is a hedgehog that runs really I was fast. thinking, I mean, just... By being with Graham and, and Liam all the time, you know, your kids, Cameron, of course, that, that when I hear Sonic, this is the Sonic first thing. Sonic is a drive, a drive-in oh. restaurant, so it's not even drive-through. Like, it, okay. it has a parking lot, and you, it's yeah. like the old-time roller skate uh-huh, uh-huh. movie restaurants. Yeah. Like, you go in, yeah. you park, and everyone has their own menu, and you talk through the <laughs> machine, and you order, and then they bring the food out to you, and you sit in your car and you eat. Or you wow. can get out and sit at the picnic table, which is what we did. Mm-hmm. And they, they're famous for their drinks, like yeah. cherry lime, I don't know exactly. what. Exactly. Cherry oh. limeade, slushies, and like hot dogs with all kinds of crap on them. And, <laughs> and hamburgers. And it's, I mean, it's fast food, but it was, uh, it was a joyful experience. Thank you for the information. Critical <laughs> to understand that. <laughs> Context uh, is everything. Of course. Now let's go back. Um, Mary Cat, thanks for sharing about your, your, a little bit of your story in your life. Can you please share, like, we know that you guys met. You've heard about each other for a very long time, and then you guys met. Um, but tell me, wh- how was, like, the starting of the connection with you and Equals H? Absolutely. So as Cameron mentioned, we met over 10, over 10 years ago uh, when I was serving in Rock Hill. And from that, mom- from that moment, there was an invitation to come and see, um, to have an, and I knew that, gosh, Ecuador might be a place that I get to go visit someday and that I might travel with students and have a mission experience. But that never quite seemed to hit right time-wise with what was happening and with the groups I was working with at the time, but it was really wonderful to see her come and talk about her ministry and to send, I did see and send um, some students who went and did uh, internships. Mm-hmm. And so I would hear about it and just be really amazed at what was happening mm. um, down here. And um, and then I, as I said, I went on to another diocese and kind of had other, other areas of focus. But when I was called to the Chapel of the Cross, I came in the summer of 2019 and Cameron was on the schedule to come and be a speaker <laughs> at the Chapel of the Cross already <laughs> in October. So it was a really, really wonderful reunion between mm-hmm. the two of us. And the moment that, uh, that I heard her name and sort of re-understood her connection to the Chapel of the Cross, I knew that we would be planning an opportunity for, for, tra- for students to be traveling, for me to be going mm-hmm. to Ecuador. And honestly, though, those plans did get put on hold because of the pandemic, but we found some other ways to explore that during um, our season of sort of virtual ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, but the seeds had been planted years and years ago of our friendship and connection and that reunion just set 
set us on this path. So it's been really mm-hmm. wonderful to actually be in this moment of coming to fruition of something that I think God has dreamed about for a long time for mm-hmm. all of us. Really That's really cool. I have a question for you both. Um, let's start with Cameron first. We know that Chapel of the Cross is like your home church mm-hmm. and it has always felt like home. home. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, the relationships you have with uh, people from there are long lasting and it will mm-hmm. forever be there. But how it felt to like have new connections, you know, and new plans. The church of Chapel of the Cross have always been there for you and has been a huge support mm-hmm. for your life mm-hmm. and your ministry. But how did it feel to have like new things? I think sometimes as human beings, we take for granted the new things of an old relationship. Mm-hmm. How does it feel like for you? Well, of course, it's me, so I don't like change. <laughs> <laughs> But once I got over that, <laughs> um, the top of the cross, so so much has changed since I was a kid there, Absolutely. right? Um, yeah. And, uh, and that is where um, I came to know how much Jesus loves me was during my high school years there. And mm-hmm. my mom's buried there. Yeah. Francis was baptized there. Like, it's home. Like, when mm-hmm. we go back mm-hmm. to North Carolina, we have, like, we do a pilgrimage, <laughs> basically, back <laughs> to the top of the cross. Um, and there are so many people there that I still love. But it, uh, Mary Kat and I were talking this morning. It's just so exciting to be able to uh, see that new era of ministry that this is the right time mm-hmm. for Chapel of the Cross to come. And to explore how much God loves us and how he is calling us to love others as he has loved us and to serve our neighbors. Um, it, I don't think I've answered your question, but I think it's great. Yeah. You did. You did. Um, Mary Kat, from your perspective, how was it for the Chapel of the Cross to say, oh, we, we know her, we love her, we all know about her ministry, but let's do something new now. Mm-hmm. How was it? Uh, It's been incredible because there are moments when it's very clear that some of the elders of the congregation, when they they see Cameron, they do see her youth and her family. I'm still 18. I'm just, I don't have any wrinkles, any life experience. And it's a a beautiful thing because um, I think, you know, grandparents and elders and aunts and uncles that are sort of the extended family within the parish, to get to see um, someone in their adulthood and in their thriving and in, Mm. um, to see things that they were a part of, but they didn't know they were a part of it in her childhood and mm-hmm. in her in her upbringing um, to see those come to fruition um, in her life. But then, as you've mentioned, I think sort of this, a new generation, a new season of ministry has, has begun mm-hmm. with my arrival. And it really did feel like um, just it was the right time in my life to finally have the opportunity to, to uh, be in a new kind of relationship with Cameron mm-hmm. and then to be able to bring all new students who are finding their home at the Chapel of the Cross as students during a pandemic um, and to find ways for them to invest, you know, their hearts and their hopes in an international travel experience that's about learning about God in places different than they're familiar with. Um, And so these students are going to bring back incredible stories and just a richness that the Chapel of the Cross is going to see Cameron in in entirely new ways because Mm -hmm. of the things they're going to learn that people learned here on the ground with her. We definitely want to dive in into those thoughts and those experiences uh, for sure. Um, how long ago did we start it? We have always also talked about the virtual teams that we did. Yeah. Um, and we started a virtual experience in a vir- virtual um, 
connection and a relationship started there between the Church of Chapel of the Cross and the Church of Cristo Liberador down here. Mm-hmm. How long ago did... That started just over a year ago, I would say uh-huh. January 2021, maybe even December, as we were planning a virtual, an extended virtual short-term team from the Chapel of the Cross to be in interaction with Cristo Liberador. And I have to say, and we've talked about virtual teams here a lot, but really the hours and hours and hours that we spent on Zoom calls planning things Mm -hmm. out and trying to figure out how to connect to parishes that are very different Mm -hmm. and on two different continents. Mm -hmm. Um, There was those hours of relationship and uh, the leadership, all of us around this table and and Noah and Mother Lourdes and and others, Caroline and they weren't here yet. I can't remember before John and Caroline. <laughs> John and Caroline are also from the Chapel of the Cross. So this is also like a double support from or triple support from the Chapel of the Cross because John was part of ECM and Caroline grew up there. Um, there's just so much love. Anyway, virtual short-term team. So we did that for five weeks in the season of Lent in 2021. And one of the intentions was this was a global mission outreach experience. And so folks who might have come uh, to an in-person experience at some point pre-pandemic, um, actually there were lots of folks that were that decided to sign up for this opportunity, about 20 households from Cristo mm-hmm. and about 20 households from Chapel of the Cross. And many of the folks who joined from Chapel of the Cross are folks who would not have had the experience to travel internationally. They can't get on a plane own, or wouldn't get on a plane. Health. And, mm-hmm. and I was very um, invested in making sure that there were some students on that as well. Mm-hmm. And so we had two students who signed up for the virtual mission mm-hmm. experience and attended the six sessions that included some training sessions. It included um, some uh, times when we would do sort of breakout Zoom mm-hmm. rooms. Mm-hmm. So you would go into a smaller group with an interpreter and four or five people, some from Cristo, some from <clears throat> Chapel of the Cross, would have a, a conversation around some questions, and then they would come back to the large group. And it culminated in this really incredible um, bilingual Eucharist that we experienced with over Zoom, over Zoom, which was how we were all experiencing Eucharist, quite frankly, <laughs> because of the pandemic in our homes. Many of us at the Chapel of the Cross were, you know, our, our building was closed, so only the clergy would be at church and we would offer um, the communion and occasionally we would allow for people to pick up a communion wafer so they could receive in their home. And so mm-hmm. for this bilingual um, service, that was the culmination um, Cristo provided communion wafers that were consecrated. We provided mm-hmm. communion wafers at Chapel of the Cross, and we actually received communion together across continents. Mm-hmm. And it was incredible. It was. It and, was. And what was really incredible was we were like, I don't think we're done. We need to keep meeting. Uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> so after six say. weeks, it did, it didn't end there. So go ahead. And that is, as we talk in short-term missions, that post-field um, – but it turned into the ongoing on-field, and we're able to meet three or four other times. Every two or three months would have a call, and the same people coming back and mm-hmm. checking back in and creating that relationship. Um, and two of the university students, Bella yep. and Evan, um, and Mary Cat, when they showed up, they were, they were known. Their faces were known here um, when they landed, which was a really special thing. And our students, um, I, I was not on every single call. The students were on most of the calls, and they were really seeing, again, you know, faces that uh, that they became familiar with as well and mm-hmm. names, and they were 
as we made the decision to really move forward and say, okay, we're going, we're going to make this happen. We don't know what's going to happen with COVID. We know that we're kind of building out, you know, these steps under our feet, not sure if the bridge is going to go all the way through, but we're going to make the plans as if we're going, we're going to buy the plane tickets as, as if, if we're, we're going, going. <laughs> and we're, you know, we're going to raise the, the funds and the support and every step of the way has just felt incredibly blessed. But some of the students were expressing last night, like, this is actually what I really hoped for from that first Zoom call was, mm-hmm. gosh, someday I'm really going to get to oh, meet wow. these, these people that I'm seeing who are, sh- who are opening their homes because they were, they were on the Zoom call from their homes. They were opening their homes to us just as the students were in their dorm rooms and mm-hmm. kind of opening their home, you know, opening a window into each other's lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the, the, the three days of, of working and praying and sharing meals alongside of and really in the homes of, of the community members these last few days have been incredibly impactful in the hearts of not only the two students who did the virtual experience, but all the others who came along with us on this um, on this experience. What would you say has been um, maybe some of the top impactful things that you've seen over the last, it's only been four days, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, today's Thursday <laughs> yeah, morning. <laughs> yeah. So something that was, that worked out wonderfully was we were able to start our time together with Cristo mm-hmm. Um with a day of Sabbath mm-hmm. and just being together. And being together was our work, um, building community with one another through communion, through uh, in- an incredible hiking adventure, a whole other story. <laughs> um, through, Everyone safe and sound. <laughs> and through enjoying the incredible, you know, the, the we went to a beautiful place with, with wonderful views. And we got, we didn't know this until after the fact, but we realized that we were able to offer with our presence an opportunity for rest and Sabbath to the community of Cristo in a way that they hadn't had in such a long time. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of like a church picnic just to give it people was like, like a uh, church we went picnic. out of yeah, town and yeah. had a view of a lake and a big field and did Eucharist out there. And there were elders and there were children and there were mothers and there were sisters and brothers and there was a soccer ball and there were cartwheels <laughs> and there were kids battling with sticks and um, and so we started this time just being ourselves alongside of each other um, being a, becoming a family I mean mm-hmm. there were there were language barriers but there weren't mm-hmm. um, you know and uh, one of our students <laughs> one of our students met uh, who is of his who is Hispanic um, has a uh, a twin here essentially <laughs> like he found his doppelganger and yeah. and he is a person who is uh, he was a little nervous about his own Spanish he's bilingual from his home but doesn't use Spanish in his day to day life at the Chapel of the Cross um, and he found you know the opportunity to really connect with people through language that's his his birth his uh, his heart his, heart, mm-hmm. his uh, yeah his um his birthright and. I don't know that he knew that that was going to happen, mm-hmm. and it was, and it's it, that has planted seeds throughout the week, and they've the, this families work together. So it's been so from the Sabbath into moments of doing of doing some work that's helpful in some little bitty ways, um, you know, early work in a in a uh, deconstruction isn't the right word, but in a remodeling, in a but it's <laughs> demolition, the demolition, demolition. some work. <laughs> These words have one connotation in the United States and have a completely different connotation here. So sometimes the tasks that you do in those early stages can, you know, they're going to get painted over. They're going to get, they're just getting it started. 
But we were getting the ball rolling. And what was incredible was we had 90-year-olds and we had 5-year-olds working alongside of us. Mm -hmm. We had college students and teenagers who wanted to, to come and see but also put their hands to work. And the students knew, we, we were taught, but we, we really embraced that the work we were doing with our hands was helpful. Absolutely. But that wasn't the main thing that we were here to do. And so with every step of the way, it was about connecting with whoever was standing next to us with a paintbrush or connecting with the kids that were kind of playing under our feet at times and chopping vegetables with the elders of the community mm-hmm. and, um, and just being there and, and being a part of the community. Because it's seeking the divine together, right? Indeed. I mean, the, our goal is to provide for the education of those mm-hmm. in desperate and difficult situations. And we do that through this church of Cristo Liberador. We want the church to be as healthy as possible because they are walking with these students every day. Yeah. And they are the community that is around them, the support network, the prevention network around these students to help keep them from hitting a crisis that would land them in a place like Casa G or Casa A. Um, and so whatever we can do to support this larger community, and that is what you guys have done. I shared this earlier, the wisdom of my mom. Um, she would be like, Cameron, it's just so much easier to do things when you're here. It's so much easier to do things with help. And I, I see that in teams all the time, that the Cristo Liberador community is capable, physically capable of doing the work that you guys have helped to do. But it's so much better and richer and more fulfilling and even um, spiritually feeding to get to see the body of Christ come together and to support each other. And we spent a lot of time this week talking about poverty and poverty alleviation um, and micro privilege, um, micro, being like, if, do you use uh, all of an onion or part of an onion into a soup? That's kind of our definition of micro privilege. We'll come back to that another time. But we, uh, to see how um, relationship does poverty alleviation and it helps um, all of us heal from the, the burdens and the wounds of life so that we can continue to care for ourselves and cares for, care for others. Like It's almost like we need each other. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> Our theme for the week was from Psalm 27, verse 11, and it was, um, it was seek my face, Lord, I will seek your face. Mm-hmm. And I think that... Uh, the things that the students came here to, to see and to seek, um, there were new things that they saw and are taking back with them, mm-hmm. that they saw in their common humanity. Um, and also it, they saw the difference, the, the disparity um, between sort of what what they have experienced and what, what we have experienced mm-hmm. um, and what we are familiar with. And, um, and yet finding sort of the love of Christ and uh, a desire to be in relationship across difference is, um, is just such an important part of it. Mm-hmm. And then how do we, again, be a part of building what's needed, um, be a part of uh, things like helping Cristo take the next steps with, uh, with their expanding their community so that they can continue to be a support. Mm-hmm. Um, the students of E equals Hope at Cristo, when... Uh, and their send-off for us were wearing their T-shirts, and mm-hmm. we were all very, very clear that um, it was an incredible gift for us to get to witness the way that the community of Cristo is caring for and mm-hmm. walking with the families mm-hmm. um, that benefit from these resources, but also that it's their lives. It's their whole lives. It's mm-hmm. not just this one little thing. And yet from our resource access abilities, 
um, there's the potential to really ha- to not only be in communication, community relationship with one another, but also to help the community of Cristo mm-hmm. and other communities that E equals Hope is um, is is funding um, to to do this in so many other people's lives. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for being courageous and bring a team down here. Just um, answering to God's calling to your life. Thanks for coming and loving on these people. We're super, super thankful for your presence and the mm-hmm. team presence here with us. One of the multiple benefits of being part of Equals H is that we get to witness and be part of all the churches that we work with, right? So mm-hmm. um, in behalf of them and us all, thank you so much for coming. It's our honor uh, to be here. So thank you for the work y'all are doing. And we can't wait to do see what the next steps are of how we can keep supporting Yay. the work you're doing. Here, here. Awesome. Thanks so much for being a part of our family as well. If you would like to be a part of Equals H team to support ministry at Cristo Libre Lord or any of the other places you've heard us talk about, please go to educationequalshope.org and find that Donate Now button. We can't do any of this without you. Micro scholarships is the, the core of what we're doing. And we thank you so much for being a part of it. Thank you. Thank you for being part of this. Love you all. Thank you. And bye. Ciao. Ciao. Thanks for listening to our Hopecast. If you want to join the mission or know more about it, please visit our webpage, www.educationequalshope.org, or check our YouTube channel and Instagram with the same name.